Welcome to Stand Out in ELT. I'm Ola Kowalska and I'm the host of this extraordinary podcast. I wanted to bring you a platform where you hear from myself and other amazing and inspiring people who have created their success and stand out in ELT. People say that English language teaching is a saturated market, so it's absolutely crucial that you know how to stand out. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. And I'm going to inspire you to take action. So, welcome to this space. And I can't wait for you to stand out and build your legacy in ELT. Hey, gorgeous teacher. Today's episode is going to be very mellow. Um, So, the reason why I've decided to to talk to you about uh, prioritizing yourself is that it's been something I've been struggling with myself as a teacher, but also as a business owner. But in general, as a person with excess energy, um, I always like kind of underestimate um, what I can give and then how much it actually costs me. And I think that especially as teachers, and I dare say as women, as well Uh, but obviously I know there are some men listening to this Uh, but I'm just I'm just kind of drawing your attention to the fact that that it could be even more relevant to women we tend to give quite a lot we tend to give first and only then look after ourselves Um, well I don't think there is anything wrong with giving and being a generous person and generous in terms of like you know giving our time and energy Uh, to people Mm, I don't think that um, like kind of sacrificing sacrificing yourself and your well-being is worth it Um, I've recently uh, perhaps not recently but I've heard this quote I think it was in um, relationship in relation to mums that mums should put themselves themselves first in order to be better parents to their children I bet you've heard that in some sort of shape or form Um, and some people were commenting on it saying that but how can you put yourself first I mean your children are important or like other people are important like you're not more important than other people and that's exactly what everybody gets wrong It's not about putting yourself first. It's not about thinking that you are a more important person. It's about putting yourself at the same level as we put everybody else, which we have a tendency not to do. We have a tendency to people please. We have a tendency to kind of avoid uncomfortable situations, situations which then can cost us our mental health, our well-being, and a lot of other problems that may occur. So I want to encourage you to prioritize yourself. I want to encourage you to think about it as an investment. I want you to think about it as something that you not only do for yourself, you do it for everybody around you, your family, your students, your clients, and the well-being of your business. And let me explain how, okay? So I I feel like this episode was also very timely uh, because there was the Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, so 
we just should be talking more about this. But also because I've just been through a lot uh, in terms of like business activity. I've been through a big launch and I've been through a massive business fun conference trip to Belfast where I also gave a speech and everything um, cost me a lot of energy. So I feel now is going to be a period of a few weeks of um, replenishing myself. Um, so I thought it would be useful to share some of ways of how I do it and why I think it's extremely important. So first, why? Basically, there is this there is this super, super important and super well-known quote that if you don't take control of your life, somebody or something else will. I mean, I couldn't agree more. It's just so true. And if we look at it that way, that everybody's responsibility is to look after themselves, put on their oxygen mask first, right? It, it does make sense. Okay, because we only really have control over our own life and our own choices. We have no control over what other people do, even if they are children, even if they are dependent on us. And I know it's hard to understand, um, but that's the way it is. If we don't look our, after ourselves, if we keep sacrificing, then nobody is going to look after us. I mean... I guess uh, there might be some help. You might have a supportive partner. You might have great friends or great family members. Still, we cannot rely on that. I think we often forget that we should create systems in ourselves that help us be self-reliant. And I think, and it's not about isolating ourselves from the society or the families. No, it's about creating mechanisms, very healthy mechanisms that any psychotherapist would also tell you to do that help us basically pick ourselves up when we fall, which is such an important skill in life and in business, but also help us like kind of feel more empowered because I think that when we prioritize ourselves, when we actually take control over, hey, I know what helps me when I'm tired. I know what helps me when I'm anxious. I know what helps me when I'm having a bad day. And you know what to apply to those situations. It's so much easier. It's so much easier when when you know what to do rather than be reactive, rather than do things that are just, you know, quick fixes. So, for example, in my case, when I'm tired, I tend to binge eat, which is probably a very unhealthy habit. But it's a coping mechanism that I developed years and years ago when I didn't know much about myself. So prioritizing myself in this situation would be the awareness that I do do this and trying to change that or swap that into something a little bit more, mm, not better, I don't want to say better because I don't want labels, but something that is serves me a little bit better. Um, or, for example, in a situation when I'm anxious or when I'm uh, having doubts about the my business, the the any sort of actions that I'm taking, um, because they're messy, they are not bringing, 
immediate results, um, even the awareness that I'm an impatient person and that, hey, reminding myself, Ola, just give it a minute. Everything will turn around. Everything will be okay. You've got proof that things do change. You just need to give it time. Works, right? Because otherwise I'm going to be reactive and think, "Uh, it's a flop. What's the point, right? Or for example, when I'm uh, anxious or when I'm having uh, negative thoughts, I've recently noticed, which is I think like the next layer of self-awareness, notice that I am totally able to catch myself thinking negative thoughts. And it's not like I stop and just, you know, remove them. I sit with them. I look at them. I examine them. I see where they came from, but I never let them occupy my thinking my uh, or influence my actions if they don't serve me. So that awareness is absolutely key. So that's where I need you or want you or, or would encourage you to start. Start real exploration of who you are and what your needs are, okay? Mothers know their children so well, right? They know when the kids are hungry, when the kids are tired. I know quite well what makes my son tick what makes him angry and so on so forth but it takes me much longer to actually pause and guess and like be really in touch with myself enough to know which need I haven't met for myself so that's absolutely necessary absolutely necessary because Like you can probably relate to that. Most of like angry outbursts or situations in which you are about to post something on Instagram um, and you just have this this doubt that, oh, it doesn't even make sense or like nobody will like it or like why would anybody even listen? It sometimes comes from an unmet need. What's that need? Try and identify that. Maybe you're on a day of your cycle that, that, you know, there is some hormonal imbalance. Or maybe you have been hurt in some way that day. Maybe you haven't eaten well that day. Maybe it was imbalanced. Maybe you haven't gone for a walk. Maybe you've been sitting and working and now you're trying to force yourself to do something. But it's clearly not working because your body hasn't got what it needs. All of those things are key and can influence the way you think. So start with that. Then number two, talk about it. Like there is a reason why people are still so stigmatized when uh, they they try and talk about or or when others share their mental health issues or even if they are not long term issues but just you know seasonal sort of depression or any sort of bad moods, anxieties that most of the society suffers with. Um, It's because we don't talk about it enough. We're not open enough. I'm a massive oversharer and that's true. It helps me. It's actually my coping mechanism. But, uh, and it doesn't have to be yours, but I think the more open we are about it, the more likely it is that people are going to stop thinking that it's a taboo. People are going to stop thinking that, Ah, oh, just, just, you know, get a grip. Why would you get a grip? If you're having a bad day, it's absolutely fine to have a bad day. And it's not good vibes only. Oh, by the way, that whole philosophy of uh, just think positively or 
um, good vibes only or like it's so toxic. It's absolutely toxic. Is it even realistic to be positive all the time? Like, yes, if you know me, you know, I'm quite positive most of the time. But at the same time, I'm, you know, I have bad days. I have bad evenings. I'm tired. I'm cranky. I'm moody. I yell at my husband and at my, at my kid. And it's, it's part of being human. Okay. But uh, it's not an excuse. It's also a sign for me to look into what I need and to pause and start thinking, hey, where have I stopped doing what my what my body or what my brain needs in order to be in balance? That's why I talk about it so much, right? And by talking about it, you can discover some amazing things. So by talking about things that were always felt like something natural for me, I suddenly realized I had ADHD and it was only a half a year and a half ago, which is quite late, guys. It's like I'm 33 and I've only just been diagnosed. It's quite mind blowing, isn't it? But that's what it leads to. And to be perfectly honest with you, my diagnosis was completely liberating rather than anything else. I would uh, like you to know that it's more likely than not that there are people struggling with the same problems that you are struggling than not. I would like you to know that it's not weakness to talk about mental health struggles. It's not wrong. It's not something that people uh, should tell you to just you know, get rid of or fix. People will try, but only because they feel like uncomfortable with it. It's absolutely fine to struggle, okay? We all struggle. Uh, that's why more conversations need to happen about it. That's what I always talk about. Like, I get quite open and personal in my community of ELTpreneurs. We talk about all sorts of stuff. And I think it's important for people to be to feel safe and like they can share. Because in the era of online work, people working, um, uh, you know, for themselves, not having the staff room, feeling a bit lonely. I mean, it it gets quite, it can be quite easy <clears throat> to get down the spiral of the negative of negative thoughts and that's that's an easy way to developing depression or any other um mental health states um like that does that even make sense but you know what i mean um so i need you to have those conversations where you feel safe to talk about it and number three um and this is big. This is big, especially in business and especially for teachers. And I feel like uh, people misinterpret that part. Boundaries. Um, boundaries are important. And I think that we kind of, I don't know, for some reason, we, we talk about boundaries when it comes to children, when it comes to like setting rules for people, um, and especially kids, because they need them, because otherwise they don't know what to do, because they're confused. No, it doesn't stop there. I think healthy boundaries with people is the only way to make sure that everybody lives in balance. By healthy boundaries with people and especially the boundaries that you can set in your business are things like having a contract, 
things like having very clear rules around cancellations, around payments, late payments, um, everything that is relevant to you. Everything needs to be written down. And I need you to understand something. I do have a contract as a as a business coach with my clients and I've worked with about 50 people now uh, on a one-to-one basis and I only had to use my or enforce my contract once. So the contracts are not actually to be used or enforced. They are there to protect people to protect you and to protect your students and your clients they give people direction and clear rules a set of like boundaries basically (laughs) that they shouldn't cross um so it works psychologically it doesn't work like a physical barrier to doing something because everybody understands that there are situations in which you are going to be flexible and it's it's okay to be flexible it's okay to let somebody cancel and not lose the lesson because things happen and people not everybody is malicious and not everybody is trying to use your generosity absolutely not and I also believe that about my clients that's why I usually let them be uh, flexible, but it's for the situations when somebody doesn't know what it means to to be okay, right? Um, so please, please keep that in mind as well. Clear boundaries is also, is also boundaries with yourself. So it's not only with your clients and students, but things that you know and you should decide that are your non-negotiables. So for example, setting boundaries around your work times. It took me months to realize that if I don't want to start work at nine, I don't have to, even though I do have a certain uh, daily schedule working from nine to five because of how my son goes to nursery and later will be going to school. But I realized that I don't have to be having meetings at nine o'clock because it didn't work well for me. I was usually rushing and while I have my, I like to have my mornings easy and slow um, and I changed that and that was a boundary that I set for myself and and for clients as well because nobody can book anything with me earlier than 10 o'clock now. And that's okay. And that's also the beauty of having a business. You set those rules, but it's important that you do. So like when I see um, teachers who have those calendars with automatic, uh, like the possibility to automatically book, you know, like consultations and things, and they have thousands of available times in the calendars. Do you know how much stress that actually causes that somebody can book any time? Why not set those times when people can book something, a consultation, a one-to-one, a whatever, with you for two days a week in very concrete hours? Isn't that easier? Doesn't that give you more mental space and like less anxiety? I bet it will. And another thing is uh, boundaries with things. So, for example, social media. Set yourself a boundary around social media. So many people get so triggered around 
social media, comparing uh, themselves to others, uh, looking at others and thinking that they that they can never do it, they can nev- never be as good um, and things like that. So I would really, really recommend that you have boundaries around that. Stop scrolling. We tell students to stop scrolling and stop learning from Instagram. Why would we not stop scrolling <laughs> at least a few times a week, right? Um, so I would really recommend that. And even things like your screen time, right? We use screens a lot because most of us work online. I know there are some people who work face to face, but set yourself a boundary with that. Set yourself a boundary um, in terms of like what's healthy for you and what's not. I understand that it's much easier to pick up your phone when you have a 15 minute break between lessons. And I do that too. I am guilty of that. Um, But awareness of that helps perhaps change it into something else. So now I've tried going even into my balcony and like having a little chat with my husband, like, or like petting my dog um, instead of scrolling because it's, it's literally unhealthy. Um, and, and there are so many other things. So generally do a brainstorming session of things that you are going to stop being available for. Okay. It can be people, people's behaviors, things that trigger you. Why would you be exposed to things that trigger you? You don't have to. You can say no to, um, following accounts on on social media that trigger a negative reaction in you. You don't have to be following them. Um, If it inspires you, then perfect. But if it doesn't, then unfollow. Come on. It's your life. It's your mental health. It's your well-being. And it's your job and your responsibility to look after yourself. So um, just think about that, okay? And I also encourage you to never stop hoping, never stop hoping, never stop thinking that even if you're down, even if you're thinking that, um, you know, you're never, you're never, you will never get there, that nothing is going the way you would want it to go, that things are a bit discouraging, I want you to Always, always keep that little spark of hope in you because this is the most powerful thing that you can do for yourself. This is the most powerful um, little thing that can literally change everything. It's literally something that um, can move mountains. People who keep trying but failing and like, uh, you know, start feeling that maybe it doesn't make any more sense, but who keep that hope are people who win eventually. Because I know so many stories of people who, you know, tried so many different things, but then, you know, nothing was, nothing was working. But then they tried their 127 thing and finally it worked. Okay. It's about trying. It's about having that hope. But in order to have that hope, you need to look after yourself. Because if you're not well looked after, it's going to be much easier to bring you down. 
it's going to be much easier for any little situation that doesn't go according to the plan to make you doubt yourself, to make you doubt in yourself, to make you doubt in the whole business project um, and be be like this last straw. <laughs> um, so think about that. Okay. Keep hoping. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Uh, I hope it was uplifting. I hope uh, you get something out of it. Let me know on social media what you have thought about it and how you are going to prioritize yourself. Give me a little, send me a little message and just let me know if it, if it motivated you to do that for yourself. Okay, it's really important. Thanks so much for this week and I'll see you again next week. Bye! Being a teacher is your superpower. You know how to do it. But developing a business mindset and business skills can be tricky. So if you're a bit lost or maybe fed up with figuring it all out on your own, don't worry. I've created this podcast and other free resources to help you. Follow me on Instagram for a daily dose of education, energy, motivation and fun. If you're interested in working with me, please get in touch and I'll be very happy to tell you about ways of working with me. Don't be a stranger. Say hello from time to time on social media. I love getting to know you better. You're my ELT tribe. And for now, bye and until next time.